0: this is cultural quarter of an hour and i'm charlotte foster every week we will be exploring the culture of stoke-on-trent and the surrounding area Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Today I have come down to the Mitchell Art Centre in Hanley because there is a lot of preparations going underway right now for a pantomime. I know you all think the only pantomime that happens in town is the one at the Regent, but actually there's a few more taking place around the area. And I've got a couple of the stars and the director. We're just having a a coffee break while the rehearsals are taking place. So uh, first of all, guys, if you'd just like to introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Tim Churchill. I'm the director and co-writer and producer of Cinderella at The Mitch. I'm also going to play um, one of the Ugly Sisters as well.
0: Do you not trust anyone to do anything else then?
1: <laughs> it's just I've only got only so much money to pay people, so I'm probably the lowest paid person working at the moment.
0: <laughs> There's another Ugly Sister sitting next to me as well. Hello.
2: Hello, I'm Paul Deakin, and I'm playing an Ugly Sister, as you've just said. So I'm a local actor. Nice to be able to do a theatre production, actually in my hometown so Christmas this year I'm allowed to stay at home which is great
0: and there's a familiar face and voice to me sitting opposite me because I have to, to declare a slight interest it's a good old Den from BBC Radio Stoke and obviously we all know I've done a bit on Radio Stoke you've been there far longer than I have Den what are you doing here
3: Ask myself that every day. What the hell am I doing here? I'm surrounded by professional actors, all superb, of a high quality, and I'm just like fumbling my way through it. But I'm enjoying myself at the same time, and I'm Mr. Hard, Baron Hard up there. Yes.:
0: A part that could be written for you. You're always moaning about no money.
3: Well, it's because it's always true.
1: To be honest with you.
0: <laughs> so first of all, Tim, Cinderella. Why Cinderella?
1: Well, I think Cinderella's one of the most popular pantos, really, um, and it's got a really, you know, lovely storyline. It's also got a great message across to children. We've gone very much for the anti-bullying kind of thing as well, so we're getting that message across. Our Cinderella is not just a girl who sits at home getting bullied wishing she could meet a prince. She's a lot stronger than that. She has to be bullied because of a certain thing that, that, that is going on, so she puts up, you know, I don't want to give the plot away, but she puts up with the Ugly Sisters having to bully her um, and she, she faces it um, as a strong person but of course you know there, there are moments when she breaks the same as anybody would another reason was because uh, i made my panto professional debut here in stoke-on-trent back in 1997 with cinderella when jim davidson came to the theater royal and put um cinderella in there when mike lloyd owned the theater Royal, the family version i have to add not the adult version although i did go on to do an adult version of uh, robin hood with Jim a few years later. I played Robin Hood and he played the Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, so that was good fun as well. And that was called Boobs in the Wood. Um, so, uh, so um, yeah, so, so Cinderella really was the choice for, for, for two reasons, one for the storyline and two because it's 21 years since I opened here with Jim Davidson, Stephen Mulhern and Ruth Maddock and, and Mr. Blobby, 21 years ago, so yeah.
0: There is something special about a pantomime, though, isn't it, it, it you can't have Christmas without a trip to, see, to the panto, can you?
1: Yeah, I think it, it's traditional to do that. And what we've done with our pantomime is we've, we, we've, we've gone through, we've kept very strong storylines. So we haven't done too many or any really of the front cloth gags where you just put a custard pie in front of somebody's face. We have actually stuck very strongly to the storyline, but sprinkled a lot of silliness around it. You know, nearly every other line is a gag, but it fits in with the storyline. And then we've got a lot of silliness topped on top of it i mean i'm a big mel brooks fan and monty python fan and so i put as much of that as i can in there
0: <laughs> and what's it like playing an ugly sister then well it, it's quite good actually. i mean i've
2: played ugly sister all over the country it's like sl- sl- slipping into my old shoes really in fact some of the shoes that i've got are about 20 years old i've done it so many times it's, it's just it's fun i mean i i love the fact that you know the sort of the comedy element of it, and you can just um, just carry on regardless, really. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's just something that is, for me, it's just something that I do. I mean, I used to be um, a drag act at uh, the, the old uh, nightclub, the factory in Hanley, which is no longer there now. That's how old I am. Um, I played Paul Letter Pickup, so there's a little bit of Paul Letter in, um, in my ugly sister, I have to admit.
0: Can you describe some of the outfits you're wearing as Ugly Sister?
2: well I can do but then I don't know whether I would be giving too much away you see because I want everybody to come and see it and see the fabulous stuff. but what I can say is that I've done so many pantomimes before where you turn up and they go there are your costumes and you go oh here we go and then you have to run stuff up myself I'm pretty I'm pretty dab hand with the sewing machine so I start then having to make or embellish the costumes whereas these costumes I've already seen the pictures and they are absolutely amazing so you in for a real, real treat if you come and see it.
0: Are you going to be giving the uh, Strictly Wardrobe a run for its money?
2: Uh, we're not that tacky.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 I like your style. You mentioned this is, you know, you're going to be at home for Christmas. How rare is that for you as an actor?
2: I think that the thing with Stoke on Trent is that, that we sort of like, without mentioning, you just said that there's another pantomime. It's very difficult because I think that we, we tend to have people from outside of the area that come in to do the pantomime. So for years and years and years, a lot of the professional actors, there's so many professional actors, performers in Stoke on Trent. We've got a really amazing cultural side to, to, to Stoke on Trent, which sometimes gets missed. And the majority of the actors, every Christmas, when they should be sat at home with their families, they get perhaps. Christmas Day, and if you 're really lucky, you might get boxing day, but the, usually you 're off, so you go you go away beginning in November, you perhaps the pantomime starts, and then you then you, you don 't see anybody and it 's a quick rush and then back so it 's very rare to be at home, but amazing actually, absolutely amazing
0: are you looking forward to performing to a home crowd as well
2: yeah, I think so i 've got a few people coming to see me and there 's a lot of gags in there that are relevant to stoke on Trent. When I went to York Opera House, actually, there's another pantomime that they do there, and it's very traditional, very commedia de latte. And when I was sat there the other day, I was thinking, there's so many gags about the area in this that it almost mirrors one of... There's two pantomimes in York, one of them does very traditional stuff like ours, and the other one is sort of all light, glitz and glamour. And there's, there's a few references, but ours sort of talks about things that people will know and understand if they come in from Stoke, they'll get all the jokes. There's loads of stuff about, dare I say, Port Vale and Stoke City and stuff like that. So, although actually at the moment, perhaps that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> well, we've got both with this. I mean, we've got the we've got the
1: we've got the glitz and and the, and the lights and the wonderful costumes, and that very local local feeling. Um, we have got actors that have come out of the area, obviously because it's a professional panto and, and you know we, we, I needed to bring some, some friends in as well. Of course, obviously we've got Den, He's doing a fantastic job. And the one thing about Stoke-on-Trent is we've always been arty people. We've always been cultural. We've always had artists. Those, those Dalton figures didn't paint themselves. And when you walk around Stoke-on-Trent, you see people of an older generation and, and you look at them and go, you, you were probably an artist you know, you painted those 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 figures. You you painted those Wedgwood plates. There's always art in Stoke-on-Trent, and you can only you can look around and see how many different people there are doing things. Not only do we have wonderful theatres like the Regent and the Mitchell, and you know the um, the New Vic and the Stoke Rep, and we have lots of other um, you know groups around here like Claybody Theatre and like United National Theatre Company, uh, who are writing things all the time as well. So that there is there is a, a massive sort of creative. Thing going on in Stoke, and I think that's the thing we should harness. Yes, you know our industry kind of went, but we have this culture. Let's embrace that.
0: And you bringing back the Hanley Babes?
1: We brought back the Hanley Babes. Yeah, it was a big thing at the at the Theatre Royal um, that went on for years and years and years, many years ago. And I remember when I. I finished the theatre role when it closed down and the Pantos there, we were doing the Hanley Babes and um, what tended to happen for a while was that the Pantos would go to either one particular dance school or one particular academy and we thought, you know, what we'll do is we'll, we'll open it up again to the, to the children of Stoke-on-Trent and to say, look, you know, if you want to audition for this Panto, come along to the audition and we did we had a we had a lot we had nearly 200 kids that came along to the audition and we ha- we had you know we auditioned them all day and we handpicked picked and we ended up we were just going to have two groups to interchange but there were so many good kids that we went you know let's ha- let's have three groups so we got three groups of seven that were interchanging and they're all really excited and they're all local and they're all just not from one place some of them go to Jill Clue, some go to Angela Beardmore, some go to Define Gravity, some go to uh, I, I'm sorry if I've missed anybody's <laughs> academy or, or dance school, but all the great dance schools around the area uh, and all the, all the drama groups and things that are around the area, they all come from there and they're all excited because they want to be in this professional theatre with these professional actors who are working constantly throughout the, you know all over the country, who've all come together at the Mitchell Arts Centre to do two weeks worth of great panto in stoke Trent.
0: And that could just be the inspiration someone needs to, to take up as a career, potentially, or to go, actually, I can do this, this is what I should be doing. Well, yeah, and, and, but the thing
1: is, I, I, I think as well, that drama in schools, drama and dance in schools, you, aren't necessarily there just so you can take it up as a career. And I, and I think this is the problem that a lot of people think, you know, oh, we won't do drama in schools and we won't do this because, you know, oh, how can you get a career? And it's not necessarily about just getting a career in that. If you can learn to speak confidently and clearly... And know how to hold your posture that will help you when you walk into any job interview and there's no you know it's 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 no coincidence that a lot of people who do local theatre are mainly you know there's a lot of judges there's a lot of barristers there's a lot of solicitors there's a lot of people who have to use their voice and and uh, their confidence within their job and drama and dance will teach that so that's why it's important to keep it at the schools
0: And someone else who's taking to the stage is Dan. I'm very jealous, Dan. to be honest. I'd love to have a go on the stage. What what was it that that convinced you this was a good idea? Well,
3: uh, apart from the fact that I was asked, it was basically, I've always wanted to be in a panto. I've seen... Oh,
0: no, you haven't.
3: Oh, yes, I have. I've seen countless, countless pantos. I thought, I could do that until it comes to actually doing it. And I think, oh, my God, this is so hard. But it's enjoyable hard. And... For the first time in a long time, I've had to use my brain, <laughs> trying to remember lines. I can't remember lines. I can't. Remember. But uh, so that's that, that that's a good thing. Uh, the other thing is so much more to act. It's not just reciting the words, standing in the right place, the facial expressions, the cues. Remembering to walk on stage the right way, walk <laughs> off the right way. I'm going round in circles half the time. But come the day, fingers crossed,
1: it's gonna, I'm going to be re- as good as these guys.
0: Ish. <laughs> Seriously. You'd, be great, you'd
1: be great, mate, you'd be great I mean, Already, already, you know, it, it, it's there You know, I mean, my, my biggest fear Was, because I'd never seen you on stage before Was thinking, is he just going to dry up? And then the, the moment we started rehearsing And did that first scene, you were fab And you and, uh, you and Matt bounced off each other Brilliantly, you know, and all you've got to do Is be yourself, because that's what the people of Stoke-on-Trent Have come to see you In a panto. We'll we'll just just supply the dressing, mate. You know, you're you're, on your own, Dan. You're on your own. (laughs) That's
0: great. I don't like to to, to hammer the point home too much, Dan, but you're on the poster.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah,
3: I was a surprise, to be honest with you. I didn't expect to be on the poster. I I was like, well, thank God I had
2: a shave.
0: Yes, actually. (laughs) (laughs) How difficult is it doing two performances a day?
2: Um, Well, this is quite a breeze, actually, because I've done three.
0: Sometimes. Just showing off now.
2: Sometimes you do eleven two, and then an evening performance at five or eleven two and seven. So this this is this is okay. It it is difficult. It is difficult. I mean the heels. That's the issue for me. I, I'm, I'm quite good in heels. Don't get me wrong. But it was like we were doing some um, some um, you know promotional work. And it was only after about half an hour that I realised the pain and suffering that every woman out there goes through, because those heels were just so painful. So I think I think the only thing with the two performances a day is the shoes sometimes that you've got to flip them on and off. But you know, but it, it it's it's difficult, but it's it's enjoyable. Um, I mean, sometimes people will say to you, "Oh, you're in pantomime. Must be amazing. You must be must be fantastic." Think, yeah, you want walking around in heels twice, you know. Or, Five hours a day that's not as as amazing as it sounds but yeah it's, it's good it's okay just wanted to say that I wanted to thank TLC productions actually because I am the head fundraiser for the gingerbread Center which is a charity in Stoke Ontario, which many of The people listening may have heard of and they are actually going to be supporting us i can't thank them enough for the support that they've given i mean it's a two-way thing in some respects that we've been able to use the gingerbread center for some promotional work and stuff but actually we're going to be collecting on the evening and we're also going to be having a prize draw every night to try and raise valuable funds for the residents and the money will go to make sure that the children and the families who are homeless in Stoke-on-Trent who are with us will have a, a fantastic time this Christmas. So it, it's amazing. So I just wanted to thank you for that. No,
1: Thank you. Thank you for you know, getting them involved. I think it, it's great to have a cause as well to be doing these things. You know, we've got the anti-bullying thing going through the script and also to be able to help people that might struggle over Christmas is, is fantastic because that's what this is all about. And this is going to have this, this, this fantastic community feel.
0: I absolutely loved chatting to the cast there of Cinderella. They're on at the Mitchell Theatre. Um, I'm certainly going to be getting tickets, mainly so I can throw popcorn at Den when he's on. Um, thank you for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You can get hold of the podcast. Remember, every week on a Wednesday we come out-ish. I know, but most Wednesdays. I um, if you subscribe you'll never miss an episode no matter what day it comes out you'll always be able to get the episode so wherever you get your podcast from tick the box that says subscribe while you're there give me a rating a five-star rating would be lovely you know that would make my christmas that's not too much to ask is it um also you can get in touch on social media remember <laughs> Cultural quarter Hour hour podcast is what you see on Facebook and on Twitter. It is at CQH pod. And of course the blog, the blog is back. The website's back up and running at, oh no, it's not any at anything. It is CQHpod.co.tv.